Welcome back, everybody. This is Thanks for Your Concern, and we're your hosts, Berenice Diaz. And I'm Ella Tudor. This week, we're going to dive deep into self-destructive behavior and being self-destructive and alternatives to doing that. So we're just going to talk about kind of our lives and what we've dealt with and also just kind of hopefully be a resource for people who I know it's really difficult times with coronavirus and it's super easy to be self-destructive, but we're going to try and like... Mm -hmm keep it lighthearted but also maybe it'd be like a little bit of an eye-opener because I've had a couple eye-opening experiences recently definitely I am number one very like a habit of self-destructive behavior so I'm very excited about to, uh, uh, to talk about this today and to kind of share what I've experienced and how to basically how I tried to overcome so before we get into it do we want to do a little bit of a check-in Berenice say how are you doing you know I'm doing okay as someone who has has experienced an anxiety for like an extended period of my life. I'm like doing okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm obviously like struggling with things, but overall I'm feeling well and I'm seeing like some of my friends and other people that haven't really dealt with anything like this before and they're really unwell and I'm like, wow, am I okay? Or am I just like sitting here being okay with the fact that I haven't been okay? So that's something new. What about you, Ella? I just came off of a rough week. And then I kind of like sometimes having like a low, low makes you have like a high, high because you kind of resort your priorities. And I think that this week, I've really taken some time for myself to do things that aren't fun for me. Like sometimes as someone with like ADHD, and like, I like I get distracted easily. And like, I don't know, like, I sometimes forget that I have things that I need to do. So I really kind of recenter myself and took care of those things and I feel oddly relieved so you know I I gave up on some of my dead plants I really want to oh. say I'm a great plant mom I'm not the winter really fucks with you so as far as like watering schedules like I don't know how to water plants I so I said goodbye to some of my fallen soldiers and it was cathartic because I was just looking at dead plants and it was kind of like a representation of my soul which was like it was dying but I wasn't like ready to let go I fucking feel that Sometimes you just gotta let go. <laughs> just want to have a reminder that please send us all of your questions for cis heterosexual men. <laughs> we will be sitting down with Adam and Pedro next week, and we're really excited for this episode. They're basically up for us to ask them anything. So we really would love to have lots of listener questions. And you could submit those to our DMs on Instagram. Some ideas of questions, just so you know how far you can go, um, would be is, um, do you go into a relationship knowing that you're going to ghost her? Um, another one would be, so um, what's with the foot fetish? Um, another one would be anything everything we're so excited no topic is off limits and you guys we're really excited for this episode so make sure to check out that episode we'll post about it on our instagram let's begin the show let's get into it you might have heard of it it's basically uh like really trying to ruin your life and not 
just ruin your life because like the furthest of being self-destructive but it can look like your day-to-day things like procrastination or avoiding things so we're really going to get into what self-destructive behavior is and if you identify let us know also you will probably hear me quote my therapist a lot this episode but we also I will include some resources of books I've read that are kind of related to this subject and kind of how I'm forming some of my opinions on self-destructive behavior because I've had to do a lot of self-work on this subject uh, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So let's just dive in and we can point out some of our self-destructive behavior. I would say going on benders, on drinking benders is a big one for me, at least in the past, I would say. And these vary because recently it snowed like really hard in Seattle. And I just kind of like had this moment where I got like a flashback to 2016, like 17 winter. And I was like, get me out of here. Like, I'm just going to drink about this. I kind of totally relate. It's, it's very weird because as you get older, you realize like some of your habits and some of the things that you saw as fun in the past are actually really self-destructive. I definitely had to like reflect on how maybe some things in college that I thought were appropriate because everyone else was doing it. Like maybe everyone was being self-destructive and we just didn't have enough self-awareness to see how destructive the activities are. So, you know, now I try to avoid benders and especially the type of benders where it isn't really fun. You know, there's the type of like going out and having fun and like definitely drinking can be fun. But I think there's a difference between when drinking turns from being fun to being destructive. And that's kind of where the line has become more clear to me now. But in college, I was it it was kind of like, wishy-washy on whether I was just like having fun with my friends or being destructive. I agree. And I think another big thing is like avoiding the hangover. Like I have the worst anxiety when I'm hungover at waking up like still drunk is the worst feeling in the world and I'm like how can I avoid this and you know tomorrow and that really is to keep drinking but I realized like this past time very rare that I did that that I really didn't have fun my hangover like was lurking around all day and I was just like you know what this was the end <laughs> yeah I agree there's like um I don't know how to explain it besides that like it seems like a good idea in the moment but then after you're like wow that was actually a real like the worst idea and I feel like I've had enough of those moments to realize like before even doing it like no 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 wait this is actually a bad idea but the only reason I know that is because I've been here before yeah and I think another thing with the since we're going on the drink talk I would say like I've mentioned in the past how drinking sometimes like I deal with my social anxiety of just like or feeling down like having failed a test and then being like, oh, I'm just going to drink about it without actually just like dealing with my emotions and giving the time to really think through the issue, but rather say, I'm just going to drink and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to deal with all these other things later that down the road ended up causing me like way more stress, way more anxiety and way more like things I actually have to get done that I didn't give my all to. I think for me, the definitely dealing with social anxiety, because I didn't even realize like, I think sometimes if you're an outgoing person in certain situations, you could feel like you don't have social anxiety. But I feel like it's really clear and was really clear to me as I was getting older is that especially like going to bars in Seattle, I think it's a little different when you're going to bars in a small college town where everyone knows everybody. But going to bars in these really Mm -hmm. big cities, I was so overwhelmed with like 
being around so many people. And I think also like weird fact is that when you're short, like <laughs> you're literally like, it feels like you're underwater of people, if that makes sense. Cause you can't see anything. Like you don't know what's going on. You just don't have that much awareness of your space. So I would definitely like drink just so I could like feel comfortable. And then I kind of realized like, <laughs> yeah, like, Oh, like I need to drink because I need a drink to be here. And I realized that that's like kind of when I decided to like move away from these big like clubs or what have you, you know, like these clubs where there's loud music and no one's really talking and move to kind of smaller bar settings because I was like, bro, if I have to drink to be someplace, I don't think I need to be at that place. Yeah, it, it's a big realization. Sometimes you have fun in big scenes when you have social anxiety. I think it really depends on like the vibe. Like I like going dancing. So like if I was dancing, there was good music. I could really like kind of live in my own little world rather than like, I think it's more about the people around and having to or feeling like I have to interact or like fit in a certain way within situations where I, I stress about how to act. I don't know how to act in public. It's a problem. I don't know how to act. Help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that I've noticed that's kind of like on this topic is I I have a lot of people in my life who like smoking weed and, you know, that's okay. Everybody can make their own decisions about that, but they use it like every single day. And sometimes I'm like, bro, you good? I think that, you know, this is a bigger topic, but I think something that's interesting is that we can look at weed as being non-addictive as a substance, but then you that doesn't mean that like it's necessarily good in every single situation. That doesn't mean that you're not using it destructively. Like if you're smoking weed and avoiding your responsibilities, like that's not a really a healthy choice. Mm-hmm. Any substance that like, and whether this is like, I mean, you could even say this about like sugar weed nicotine like if you need a substance to sustain like yeah. a level of uh, like a level headedness and a calmness like you might want to like look at that behavior and get to the root of like what are you avoiding right what are you trying to cover because you know whatever weed's legal in most states now but like i see a lot of people who just think like oh it's, it's- weed like i don't have a problem So I think that smoking weed doesn't get like a lot of attention since they did like say that it was non-addictive. However, like you can still build a habit of smoking weed and then that can be really hard to break as any other habit. So I just wanted to like point that one out that I think like it's a bigger conversation that we can have some other day. But yeah. (laughs) To that point, I think that often there's other like substance abuse and I don't know. It's really crazy because what I'm seeing in like pop culture and, you know, on TikTok, it's very popular to do like illicit drugs, which, you know, that's your fucking business. But those are just because it's a party drug and it's fun, quote unquote, doesn't mean that you can't lead to having a problem. And I've seen a lot of people who do these like fun drugs because they're fun and then either have a bad experience that really negatively affects them or do it so much because it seems like, oh, this is what everyone's doing. It's totally fine that it ends up down a really bad path. So I think in like, just to like wrap this all up, like using something to cope, you you should really look at that. And like, I kind of going on this tangent, well, not tangent, but going down the next thing is that I feel like we see things on you know social media on tv and we think things are normal or it's normalized to have like undealt mental health issues and like i see it like as a trend like oh my god like mm, like it's cute like and i'm not saying that it's not i'm just saying as someone who's like a little bit older and has fortunately kind of had been forced to deal with some of their problems 
it's way better to deal with it sooner rather than later because it'll catch up with you. Like you'll have to deal with it. It's just a matter of when sooner rather than later, in my opinion. I agree. I feel like there are several shows that really romanticize this idea of like unwell but these shows and they just show you like little snippet of somebody's life but don't show the fact like those problems away unless you actually deal with them. so staying on topic but segueing <laughs> I would say that another self-destructive behavior is changing yourself like please others and for me I have really bad FOMO like if I feel like there's an experience that I'm going to miss out on, I'm like, oh my God, like I should have been there. I feel this too. Cause I just feel like sometimes, especially with how easy it is with like Snapchat, like I definitely had these moments where I had to have, I had a responsibility. I had something that I had to do and <laughs> I was dumb. And instead of just putting my phone away, I'd look on Snapchat, all my friends having fun without me. And I'm like, well, I mean, I could do this a different day. Like I don't need to do this right now. And it really kind of negatively affected me because I so quickly could like change my plans because I know where people are and what they're doing. And like, I don't want to miss out, but that catches up with you. It does. I remember uh, plenty of times where like I had exams the next day or something, or even when I took the ACT in high school, I, the night before, like my friends were doing something like really fun. And I was like, I need to be there. Like I have to go. And I ended up like going to my ACT on like four hours of sleep, like really like hung over really unwell. Like I almost really like projectile vomited all over this proctor. I didn't learn my lesson then, but now I understand that that is part of self-destructive. It definitely is. And I think that there's like two parts to FOMO. And one of the part is like avoiding responsibilities. And the other part of just is just like wanting to please others, wanting to be included. And mm -hmm. I think something that's kind of related to that is that like, I often like feel the pressure to be like the life of the party. And I also feel the pressure to like be the fun one. So I think a lot of times like I would end up, you know, I'd be at a party and I'm like going to chill because I have things to do or we're just going to have like a chill night. And then everyone's like, no, Ella, you have to take shots like ah. And I would be like, OK, whatever, like totally. And I wouldn't even like say no, because I would be like, no, I want to be fun. I want to like make everyone have fun and be kind of like the life of my of the party, even though maybe that's not what I was feeling inside. As people know by now, Ella and I have gone to a lot of social events together. To each other, we're not destructive. Like if I had a test, I would be like, that's not a good idea to me. And then every time that people would be like, Ella, shot, shot, shot. I'll be like, Ella, don't do it. Like, don't do it. Because I think we recognize each other's destructive behaviors and we try to keep each other from them. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like the times I got in the most trouble was the times I was like AWOL from any of my friends you know what I'm saying like yeah where I was like a lone ranger getting into shenanigans and I've kind of realized that like being a yes person and <laughs> saying yes all the time can get you in trouble so now I'm way more cautious <laughs> of a person because I just kind of yeah. realize that like bro I'm gonna run out of luck I'm gonna run out of like like oh this turned out the best Chances. way possible <laughs> yeah so you know you only have eight lives and I feel like I'm on life number five you know what I'm saying so <laughs> count your blessings yeah exactly no but to 
<laughs> to add on to this one, I feel it's important to mention that we can also do this in relationships. Um, in a lot of situations where someone maybe isn't actually meeting the type of relationship that you want. I, in the past, have felt like I changed myself and my standards and what I wanted in order to appease somebody else, even though at the end of the day, that was like hurting my psyche because I knew that true to who I was and that I wasn't exactly getting what I wanted out of a relationship. I definitely feel that or I feel like I've had a lot of trouble with me being the one that's like where I'm like okay well I just want to let you know like I'm not dating or hooking up with other people but like it's okay if you can or not even saying that or just accepting that I was the only one in the exclusive relationship and just accepting that and being like oh no it's gonna turn into something when that's Mm -hmm. not how that shit works and as someone who like I'm never the girl who has like is talking to like a bunch of people at the time just because to be honest communication is overwhelming to me so I so often time was on the wrong end of getting really hurt because a guy was making out with another girl in front of me or openly talking to somebody else and in a way it was self-destructive because it was like I was so wanting validation from somebody else that I was leading to self-destructive behavior, which which is just not upholding standards of which like I knew in my brain, I was just not communicating it with the other person. Yeah. And I feel also a way that like I found out that I was self-destructing in this type of way was I'd be like, oh yeah, they're like, it's cool if you do this, if you do that. And then we would hang out. And then I would always end up feeling like shit. Like, why is that our interactions? Like when we're hanging out, basically get my fucking fix. And then I go home and I like, I'm not, I, I don't feel like that experience was actually like that great, that fun, because I keep on allowing these things to happen. Not okay with I'm for me that I just like needed to change relationship because it was being very counteract to who I like all of the self-destructive be really who you really are and what like your goals and your like passions are. I can sense when I'm being like this because I get it. I get into what I like to call like a slump. Like I start like avoiding things that I'm looking forward to. Like if I want to make a pair of pants, like then it's been two weeks and I still haven't made the pair of pants. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Because it's not just about like making the pair of pants, but I've just been like putting it off and putting it off. And a big thing that I've learned is with procrastination, there's like two things that I've experienced. One of them is you procrastinate because you think that something is a challenge. So you put it off. And then the other one is I have really bad like imposter syndrome and I have a lot of self-doubt um, I have a lot of people in my life who like really believe in me and really grateful for that but sometimes I feel like it's a lot to live up to because not every day I fucking feel creative so one of the things that I did to deal with this was making a vision board and bringing out like my artwork through the years I do it to remind me of like who I am and like that I'm like, I'm talented, that I have passions and the things that I want to work for. And it's been like extremely fucking helpful to just like, you know, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I'm fucking Bernice Diaz and this is who I am. So that's been helping. I think my biggest thing is that I have. So, you know, like when I want to resort to self-destructive behavior and like, I mean, another aspect to this that it's not really self-destructive. Well, it is in a way is like my procrastination is like 
social media, TikTok, mm, Instagram. Yeah. It's like a way of me avoiding my feelings because I'm like constantly stimulated. So in, instead of doing stuff like that, or instead of going and reverting to like drinking or, you know, doing whatever, I kind of make up a list of what my therapist would call healthy coping, like coping activities. And I make a, I made a long ass list of them just because, you know, I can have a list that I can go back to and I don't have to do the same thing every time. Like, I think that for me, at least like I needed a variety. So like for some people, they only need one outlet or one thing that they can do that like really like helps them like recenter, let them sit with the discomfort of their feelings. But for me, like I needed a long list. So on my mm-hmm. list includes cleaning and reading and drawing and tidying and taking care of my plants cooking chess I'm really into chess now puzzles I just needed like a lot of things to do just so that I can always have something and even as simple as like make a cup of tea take a bath like I try to make things that are really 15 minutes long so it doesn't feel like such big of a task because sometimes I love painting but sitting down and like getting out my paint getting ready to paint what do I want to paint that seems like such much more of a process than being like why don't you make yourself a cup of tea? You know, that's it. That's five minutes, but that makes me feel better and is a constructive activity. And I think I just, my heart goes out to people in the pandemic right now. Cause like, I feel like it's been a little bit easier to be destructive because I'm just in my fucking house with myself. So (laughs) definitely, you know, it's been hard. Yeah. And I feel with when you mentioned the social media, I have really bad insomnia. So I really try to stay off my phone. But sometimes like I'm just like thoughts and I just need to get out of them. So I'll go on my phone and I'll watch fucking TikToks or what the fuck ever for hours. And then in the morning, I'm like getting up right before work. And then it's like this vicious cycle, just literally self-destructing. And I know I'm doing it. And it's like so annoying. I also like hate getting up in the mornings so I've been trying to create a routine that I look forward to in the mornings like I get up like I'm gonna wash my like essential oils I I'm gonna do the this forward to doing in the morning so I can like myself into not just thinking oh I have to get up you know no I totally agree I think that I've had a very little stability in most of my life and now that I have some stability I didn't realize how much I valued it and and stability can just be a morning routine like that's something that's every morning Mm -hmm. you can count on and evening routines is everything that you can count on I think that you know, these self-destructive behaviors create like chaos in your life. And the chaos is way harder to deal with than the actual problem of why you're creating the chaos. I like that. Okay. (laughs) This kind of ties into like the messiness from last episode. If you haven't heard last episode, please do. Because a lot of those stories happened when I was being self-destructive and now these stories would not happen, I hope. I don't know. But it kind of just ties in well where it's like a little bit of more of a what can you do to make your life better instead of creating a mess that you have to clean up after. And I mean, I will say this. Something that I found during the pandemic is like my self-destructiveness used to be like drinking and not dealing with my problems. That doesn't mean where I'm more mellow and I don't drink as much that my behavior is like completely went away, cold rebrand, you know? 
Now I just like dub different ways to be destructive. So we just wanted to talk about maybe some ways to overcome self-destructiveness to leave you with that. And if you like podcasts, like hopefully self-destructive, like good for fucking you. I mean, my main one that I would say is I think that everyone needs somebody to talk to and whether that's a therapist or a trusted friend or just even a colleague. Sometimes it's hard to go through things alone. And I would just say like, try to find someone to talk to. I know that therapy is not accessible to everyone, but if it is accessible to you and you have just been kind of like putting barriers in your way to get help, take the time. It's worth it. And also if you don't have the accessibility for that, like totally get it, totally understand. But there's other ways that you can help yourself. And a lot of things I would recommend is like just YouTube is actually a really great source for trying to find people that have gone through similar things as you have. And also just like, there's a lot of books as well. I recommend writing down the situation for me is like, gives me a lot of clarity, then like read it over and notice some of the things that are in my head that once I had written down, you read it from like a third person perspective, you're able to pick up more things as if you were just thinking them. Another one is I talked about a vision board. A way that you can do this is basically just like print out pictures of the goals that you're trying to reach. This is a great way to look at them every single day and remember that everything that you're doing is working because sometimes I think even with the pandemic things can get a little little gloomy <laughs> and just remembering like there is an end like not necessarily an angle but there's somewhere that you're heading and why you're doing the things that you're doing is extremely important to just remind yourself that that's what you're doing it for and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a city or like a dream job but more like if you're working towards happiness what does happiness look like you can put up like quotes that inspire you. The, um, I'll put up pictures of my own vision board so you can get some ideas and I'll see if some friends will send me their pictures of theirs. You know, I love the idea of a vision board, but everyone, you can have your own version of a vision board. My version is a bullet journal. So I have like a journal of which I like keep all of my goals in so I can kind of look and come back to it. And I really like what Berenice said that it doesn't have to be this whole big thing. I think that sometimes you need to break down your goals to like really simple things that are achievable. So for instance, if you, instead of saying like, I want to be super fit instead being like, I want to go on a run. Right. And then make it so that you can achieve it. So you can start feeling like better about achieving bigger goals. Yeah. I love that. And just say positive is like now, but <laughs> there. I think are a lot of different resources for trying to stay positive. What we're going to try to do is I, I pledge to just write positive messages. And honestly, if you're on our social media, I will come and gas you up and try to make it a little better because I do think the lack of interaction with other people during the pandemic is taking a hit on like everybody. <laughs> so using social media to what it was meant for to connect with people, remember like the people that you've like you follow each other on social media and you lurk at their things and you never talk to them. Those are people you could actually be interacting. So that's something I've really discovered that I enjoy doing. I like asking people up on social media. Love that. All right. Plugs of the week. So my plug of the week is going to be something bigger, but I feel like 
I have not watched this good of show and since since the last show I recommended to y'all. So this is Motherland Fort Salem. It came out last year, but I feel like it's about witches and it's very cool. I like the world that they've created, but it's also kind of says like fuck the patriarchy and also has really great representation for BIPOC as far as like actors, but also them being people of color isn't like the plot point. Like they're just allowed to be great actors in this so it's motherland for salem you can find it on hulu 10 out of 10 recommend of the week is jones barbecue it's actually a listener plug of the week and it's in west seattle they have everything like barbecue desserts t-shirts so you know it's a time right now for a lot of restaurants and businesses so if you can and live around the west seattle area definitely check out jones barbecue All right. Those are the plugs of the week. I feel like that's a wrap. We can definitely go into some of these subjects a little bit more deeply, but overall, keep your head up. These are really hard times, and I really hope that you have gotten something out of this podcast. And if not, let us know. Tell us to shut the fuck up. Do you have any any last words? Until next time. All right, everyone. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. This was thanks for your concern. We would really love it and super appreciate it if you rated our podcast and wrote us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Also, if you'd like to follow us on social media and get some encouragement, positivity, and interact with the thanks for your concern community, our at is at thanks for your concern with the number four. And my personal is at LL Tudor. And at Berenice Diaz M. All right. Bye. Bye.